Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. This Saturday, this Saturday we have Transform. Transform is a leaders gathering here at Worship Harvest. Uh, please register for Transform. It will be this Saturday. Don't miss out. We'll be talking about business and all these guys will be there. And we'll be talking about a lot more other things, leadership. So do not miss Transform. Kindly register. So guys, today we're going to talk about entrepreneurship. Uh, last week we talked about business mistakes. Uh, we tried to chew that big elephant. And we've been talking about cash, uh, money, finances, ETC. But today I want us to talk about entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Uh, we're in a season where every young man and woman, even the older ones, are looking for income streams. For us to get out of this economic uh, situation, we need to have as many income streams as possible. And the entrepreneurship is coming to everyone's mind now. How do I have many incomes? How do I make an extra buck? How do I make an extra shilling? Yeah. And we come to a situation where we are stuck. We are stuck. So I want us to talk about that today. I want us to talk about entrepreneurship. First of all, what is it? And then we'll delve into uh, deeper conversations there. So I'll start with Mr. Kamara today. Tell us about entrepreneurship. What is entrepreneurship? And then we'll have other conversations. Good. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Chris, for the introductions. Uh, and for people who are out there who are worried. My name is Ariho Kamara. Mrs. Kamara is at home. <laughs> this, is, this is Mrs. Ariho. <laughs> Not this Ariho. Good. So, um, uh, entrepreneurship, I know we've been talking about it, how is it pronounced, what is the, is it entrepreneurship, is it intrapreneurship, is it entrepreneurship, but the, the thing that I see when the word entrepreneurship is mentioned is I see responsibility, I see leadership, an entrepreneur, if I'm to really define it, if you were to ask me for my uh, definition, an entrepreneur is the person who takes responsibility for whatever is in their sphere of, uh, of influence. So basically, it's a person who has decided to take the blame when the business works and also take the credit when the business, uh, take the blame when the business doesn't work, but also take the credit when the business thrives. Okay, I think that is an entrepreneur, and, and, and entrepreneurship is born in many aspects. Some people are, are flung into it, other people walk into it willingly, but largely on this side of the world, entrepreneurship has been really a call to respond to crisis. Yeah, Thank so you. I see you said I see leadership in business, yeah, because you have to take responsibility. All right, let's hear from Grace. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Chris. The, 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 the earliest definition I could find of an entrepreneur is um, from 1804 by uh, an economist called A.F. Hayek. And A.F. Hayek... What book was that? <laughs> so A.F. Hayek says that an entrepreneur is a person who moves resources from an area of low productivity to an area of higher productivity. So thereby 
finding a way of making things move faster, cheaper, better, whatever other advantages that um, you know the entrepreneur brings on board. As an entrepreneur, you are you are you are unsettled at how slow things are that you want to make them faster. You're unsettled at how bad things are that you want to make them better. You can't help it but see the opportunity in someone's sluggishness, uh, someone's sloppiness, someone's lack of uh, attention to detail. Mm. So you, something rises up in you, uh, maybe a holy discontent, if I may call it that way, according to Bill Hybels. But taking on from what Kamara said, the aspect of leadership has to come in. So in, um, I think it's good to great again, where Jim Collins says a good leader looks at the, the, the mirror and the, the, the window. So when things go well, he looks at the mirror. No, if things go bad, is it? No. If things go well, he looks at the mirror and sees himself, and it is himself to blame. If things go well, he looks at the window and attributes it to everyone else. So entrepreneurship is a blend of all that. Yeah. Grace. Uh Olivia. Uh, so, picking up from Grace, I will keep using that word. Picking up from Kamara. No. Picking up from Grace. <laughs> uh, the simplest definition for me is that entrepreneurs solve problems, and those problems could be yours or for the other person. Like, I mean, they could be yours, like myself. I mean, the only way I got into, into entrepreneurship is that I was solving my own problems. Yeah, I was solving my own problems. I, you know, I, I saw that there was Feed a need. Family. Yeah, I, I needed tuition. So the, <laughs> the, but then you solve it by, you're solving your own problem and at the same time you're solving other people's problems. So you see, like Grace was saying, you see an opportunity where you would move resources from areas where they are not being used properly, and you put them in resources in places where they are being used properly for a profit. And in the process, you're taking care of your own problems and someone else's problems. So I know that there are very many people out there who are, who are flung into entrepreneurship out of situations like myself, that you found yourself that, ah, I need to do something, but then you spotted an opportunity to do that something, yeah. So I see problems, there are resources required yeah. to solve the problems, and yeah. then you have to make a profit. Yeah. Because wanting to go for a profit alone can also have its own dangers. Yeah. In straightforward financial goals, they say there are three ways to make money. You either, you either work, marry into it, inherit it, or work for it. And of course, you don't recommend the fourth. The fourth is theft. The, fourth is theft. <laughs> the Bible is clear about that. In Ephesians 4, it says, let him who steal, steal, steal no longer but works that they have something to give. That's a paraphrase that. Mm. But now, the thing is, we have, this, we have problems. We need to make the money as well. How do I... I, I, I want to have an income stream because yeah. most times we want to have the money first. Yeah. How do I have an income stream? I want to have an income stream, but then how do I start? Is, is entrepreneurship a natural thing? Is it taught? Can I learn? Because you're talking about these three things. You have to solve a problem, resources, profit. Is it automatic? 
how do I, if I'm, I'm a layman out there and I want to say, I want to start a business, or I want to have an extra income, or whatever the case might be, how do I do it? Is it something you learn? Is it something that is taught? A bit of both. There is a bit of it that is learned. There is a bit of it that is inborn. But that's not to say that, you know, it, it depends. You know, they say that the best answer is it depends <laughs> to anything. <laughs> it depends. But in this case, it really um, is both. A bit of it is inborn when, uh, you know, some, some people have been entrepreneurs for a long time. But then a, a bit of it is learned. There is what is inborn that cannot catapult you to a level that you need to be. So you need to learn. Otherwise, if you just go by your instinct, your entrepreneurial instinct, then you will make mistakes that can bring you down. And that's why sometimes the worst enemy to an entrepreneur is the entrepreneur themselves. I remember, short story, when we formed a pharmacy in uh, Wandegea, the initial pharmacy we formed, were four uh, of us who got together and so from the company. Now, before the competition came in to even do anything, we were fighting among ourselves. And each day we fought over how much to share, who should be hired, when we should share, and where the direction of the business should go. So we, we, we had the desire to make things better, but then we needed to learn how to make things better. Just because we had the desire alone did not necessarily mean that we had the know-how and um, skills to make it move to a certain level. Mind you, the business was working. It was making profit. So it wasn't that it wasn't making profit. It was making profit. But for us, as the four of us, needed to, to learn how to let go of our personal opinions, our personal ego, mm. and allow to commit even if we don't agree. Yeah. So in your case, what, if you, talk about, you talked about inborn and land. What do you think for you was inborn? Yeah. And then what do you think you needed to learn? Using your example. Inborn, I've often not liked hard life. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot dig. You see? <laughs> I cannot dig. So, um, I, do, I, I want to find a shortcut to something. That there must be a way of getting around. Uh, yeah. So if you tell me A, B, C, D, E, F, up to Z, I'm like, no. There must be a shortcut between Q and S. So I, 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 I like the good life. But also, I'm like, there is, the, the, there is a way we can avoid um, going through 25 years to, you know, to make it. So... There's a bit of that that uh, was inborn. The thing that I've had to learn is I've had to learn when not to have an opinion about something, okay? I've had to learn how to deal with people. Because people, the good thing is that we deal with people. The bad thing is that we deal with people. So you have to learn uh, beyond what your mom told you that when a man stammers, he's lying. Okay, yeah. Otherwise, you will, you will, <laughs> you will call everyone you're working with a what? A liar, yeah. even natural stammerer. So you have to learn. You have to learn certain things. Yeah. Uh, 
Kamara. Let, let me let just, me just to paint a picture there. Yeah. I want you to tell us in your story. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you you agree that it's inborn and also learned, and share with us some of those things that you think are learned. Thank you. Um, this week I was um, sharing in one of the forums at work, and um, it occurred to me that increasingly we are lead, we are heading towards a leaderless society. Democracy is making it easier for us to head towards a leaderless society. Um, what do I mean by this? Uh, that anyone who tries to impose their will on you, even if it is for good, is labeled a dictator. Right? So, what happens? Because now we are talking to people who are in their early 20s, you know, early 30s, late 20s, people who are just finishing college and um, are contemplating on this thing of uh, business. Is it in me? Do I just jump in? Do I find a job and do something before I, I start my own thing? Uh, must I start my own thing? But the, the question, and I think the conversation here is going to really uh, um, kind of hover around the individual, the entrepreneur, the person who wants to start this enterprise um, to solve the problem they think is going to bring them a return. Yeah. But let me come back to the leaderless society. The leaderless society is one where is, is one where we're going to have to lead self a lot. Mm. Okay? That the more you lead yourself, then you don't need a leader. Why? Because you're taking responsibility for what you should be doing. Now, that requires a mindset shift. Mm. Okay? There are many people who are in uh, employment, and they have a side gig that seems to a side hustle, side hustle that seems to be gaining a bit of traction. Mm. Okay, now they love the benefits of what the of what the employment gives them, but they are also seeing some flickers of uh, of, of good stuff that is coming here, and they are and they are caught in between. And um, of course, when you reach that fork in the road, you must make a decision. Again, that's why it comes to the leader. Do you want to start a business and embark on the journey of learning? Or do you want to remain where you are, where someone is learning for you, and all you're doing is taking the benefits uh, of, of the safety net that the person who is, um, who is shouldering the, the, the burden is doing? So I think it's, it's a bit of a, a, a catch-22 is leadership learned, is leadership inborn. I think all of us are born first with something, <laughs> with something on the inside of us. But then there are, so, there are environments that enable us to, to then um, go full throttle either direction. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. Mr. Kamara. Uh, attitude. Kamara was talking about mindset. Uh, one of the things that I've had to learn and constantly learn is an attitude shift. I've learned that you can have a great idea, but if your attitude towards the implementation of that idea is not good, it will never come to fruition. And this is what I mean. You cannot have a $5 attitude towards the 5 million idea. Mm. <laughs> okay. So for an entrepreneur, and I've had to learn this, and for me, it came from the fact that my, my going into entrepreneurship was looking for a academe, you understand? Something to take care of my problems. Until so you reach there. Until you reach there, and, and, and you have to tell yourself that I, 
if I am here now, mm. I have to change my attitude. And that goes for learning. So an entrepreneur is a constant learner. So if you're out there and you want to start on this journey, attitude change. Attitude, change your attitude. And we are children of God. So believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He's, he's the giver of witty inventions. If you have that idea, then you'll have to believe that he gives the wisdom to execute that idea. So for me, it has been an attitude shift, mindset, renew of my mind every day that, you know what, I am just not selling fruits. I am not just selling matoki. You understand? So it's Attitude, attitude, learning every day, learning. The other thing which I, I, I wish I'd learned earlier is that I wish I'd found someone to go alongside with. Yes. Then it makes the journey shorter. You know, you don't, you don't make so many mistakes. So if you're at a job, <laughs> this is my advice, if you're at a job and probably they are doing something which you're interested in, Please learn, learn, learn before you, you jump into your own thing. You know, you could, you could be there and you are the job and every time you are, you are having a staff meeting, you're feeling like, I could do that better. Mm. That's good, but also learn. Mm. <laughs> yeah, learn. Have, ha, have an attitude of I am learning because I also want to start my own thing. It will help you not to make so many mistakes. And the best em employees are people who have an entrepreneurial mindset, for me. People who always feel like this is my thing. That they bring something to the table as opposed to people who are, you know, <laughs> I just want the paycheck, please. I'll do my work and I get the paycheck. But when you're at a job, like Amara was saying, you're at a job and you're feeling like you want to start. If that job is in line with what you want to do, Make a deliberate effort to every day learn. Learn. Yeah. 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 Great. And you've leaned into something there that uh, we're going to go into next. Grace, you seem like you want to say something yeah. just before. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when you are at the border of, uh, between um, uh, employment and entrepreneurship, you have an idea. You have an idea in you that is welling up and you're keeping it close to your chest because they will steal your idea. Okay. The, the idea is worthless. someone executing it. It's worthless. It's nothing. If there is no execution of that idea. So I find some people say, oh, Chris stole my idea. No. The thing is, Chris also came up with Idea. You don't have monopoly over these ideas. So your idea that is not yet implemented is worth nothing. Only when you move from simply ideation and fantasizing, imagine, you can fill in anything after that statement, right? <laughs> you imagine until the cows come home. Yeah. But the real benefit of the idea is when it's fully implemented. And something I have to note, in the implementation Execution is hard. Kid you not. Mm. Let me not give people an uh, a view or a perspective that entrepreneurship is cheap, it's easy, it's a walk in the park. Yeah. It is hard. It is hard. <laughs> you get, it is hard. But I like what um, one professor said, I think she's Elizabeth Ross Moore. 
no, Elizabeth Morris Moore Cantor. So she came up with um, Cantor's law. Cantor's law says everything seems like a failure in the middle. Okay. Now, it will get hard. Begin. Just know it will get hard. Budget some energy for hardness. Yeah, don't get so overly excited that you know you think you're the first to do this thing. There's nothing new under the sun. You're not the first. There are other people who have walked down that road, learned from them. Wow. Yeah. I remember when you were speaking, I remember something uh, Kamara shared with us that someone told you that uh, he wants to become, get a business so they can also sleep. Huh? Yeah. yeah uh, many people go like, hey, you, you are lucky, you know, you are running your own outfit, you can wake up whatever time you want. And uh, they, they, need, they need to sit with my wife and she tells them a few stories. <laughs> well, I remember talking about stories and entrepreneurship starting out. Um, there is an aspect of commitment, like you're saying, where it gets really hard. And where you can even, people who are very well-meaning will come and whisper to you and say, uh, have you considered getting a job? Mm. Because, <laughs> because this thing is becoming a bottomless pit, you know? Everything is going into their time, money, and, 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 and you know, so all these things. Um, I remember I even got uh, admitted at one point in Nakasero Hospital, and they, and they did tests. But it was, <laughs> we knew where it was coming from. Uh, but I think some of these things come to test resolve. Yeah. And Miles Monroe shares a story of the man who broke the speed barrier. That everyone who had tried to break the speed barrier, they got to a place where the automobile or the, 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 the jet that they were in began to shake like it was about to explode. And they began to slow down. And then the guy who broke the speed barrier, for him he knew this thing is about to explode. Let me die in style. And before he knew it, he hit a point of tranquil. As in there was tranquility the next minute and he just heard through the radio, are you alive? You just made it through, you broke the sound barrier. So those are some of the things like you're saying, it will get hard, it even gets harder, but this is not to discourage people. This is to tell people that at the end of the day, there is good. I learned something this week, that change is easy, transition is hard. Change is easy, transition is hard. And in the point of transition, at the point of transition, there is always a funeral. That is what makes it hard. <laughs> at the point of transition, there's a funeral. If it is a young girl getting married, she, there is a funeral. We are celebrating, but there is a funeral. Why? She's dying to uh, being the family. She's losing something. She's losing a name and acquiring another name. She's losing identity. Okay? So wherever there is transition, wherever there is change, there is always a funeral. And that is why change is uncomfortable. But it is getting to understand that as I step out of employment into self-employment, I am not going into the rosy uh, you know, picture. Yes, I am in the future, but there's going to be a funeral. Mm. Okay. So if, I think it is for people to say, and to encourage people to say, we want you to know that when the time for mourning comes, mm. You don't mourn like those who have no hope. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you mourn knowing that the future is bright. Yeah, wow. You. So, wow, this is interesting. So as, as we have this conversation, 
people out there are wondering, how do I get ready? Because I want to start the journey, mm. but give me some practical things on how to get ready. And this stemming from the fact that some people think, because we have a lot of, in the last maybe 20 years, mm. globally, you have a lot of what seems to be overnight successes in business. Mm. And people come out from university or they're employed and they think, I can swing this thing. I can wing it in, in a year or two. So how do I get ready if I'm employed or if I'm at university or I'm at home? How do I start that journey to entrepreneurship? Some practical things, guys. Over to you, Grace. Okay. Um, Mr. Kamara was talking about uh, change is easy, transition is hard. There's a book by a gentleman called Bill Bridges. Bill Bridges wrote a book, Transitions. I highly recommend it. It talks about six losses when, when, when people move What's from... What's the book one, again? Uh, Transitions, Transitions by Bill Bridges. The thing is, you must determine that you have left employment to entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is a commitment you're making. Now, many times people want the employment, they want the entrepreneurship at the same time. At least come up with a deadline and say, by 31st December, I will be out. Sometimes it has to come to that stage where you say, come and buy and buy. Okay? If I die, I die. Okay? Because employment is very nice. It's very seductive. But, you know, uh, yeah, next week the month is ending. Now, as an entrepreneur, I'm thinking, where does payroll come from? Okay? Now, if you're an employee, um, just check around. Maybe even some people have already been paid already uh, by, by now. So the mindset has to change. You have to change um, your mindset. But also to know that everything will be tested. Your commitment, your resolve. They say that when you ask the world for something, the world will come back and test your commitment, whether you're serious about it. Just when you get married, that's when a hot babe comes by. Yeah? To test your commitment, whether you're serious about marriage, yes. That's when you're like, hey, where have you been all along, all my life? So whenever you make a commitment, you're going to be tested. That commitment is going to be tested. So make it resolve within yourself that you really want entrepreneurship. And, you know, they say burn those bridges. My view is, my view is a more radical, but I think that you cannot do employment and entrepreneurship on the side. You will be mediocre on, bo on, 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 on both sides. Decide, I am an employee up to 31st December 2021. Beyond that, I am going to, into entrepreneurship. And when you get into entrepreneurship, do it well. Yes. Yeah, yes. do it well. Knowing that there's no insurance in employment. So don't come back to, inter to employment, just do entrepreneurship. Okay, Grace, right yeah. there. I've decided 31st this year, yeah. I'm quitting my job. Yeah. What do I do two years prior to that? That's the thing. Because at one time, you have to find a way of balancing the two. Because I don't leave my job today and then start something tomorrow. What is that that I do in, uh, as I plan to leave my job? Because also, we are not trying to say employment is bad. No. No. Because it's not, it's not bad at mm. all. And there are people who are, should be employed, but they can still be enterprising. They can still invest in other businesses. So the thing is, what do I do as I am employed, yeah. as I prepare to leave? If indeed I feel like I need to go out and start my own business. You need to have someone you want to emulate. 
Okay. So if you're going into, um, you know, uh, a boutique, you're going to sell, there must be, what are you going to be? You're going to be the, the, the Max and Spencer of Uganda. You're going to be, you know, the... Whatever it is, there must be someone you really want to emulate. And I think why sometimes we have problems is that we lack credible role models to really uh, emulate. So you see a kid, 22, has two houses. You're like, I also want those two houses. But if we could select um, credible role models, then I think we would go a long way. Mr. Kamara here has been in advertising and uh, you know, blowing up billboards for over 10 years. So sit under his feet and learn. Be teachable. Be teachable, appreciate that there are mistakes he's made, but there are also good things that he has come up with. So learn, ask, and you will receive. Yeah. 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 And that's a very important aspect, they are learning, yeah. even where you are. Yeah. Uh, even ha being, having that, um, the will to, 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 to steward someone's business well before yes. you get your own. Yes. That's all, all those are principles and aspects of learning. Yeah. Yes. Over to you, Olivia. Last week, we, uh, when we were talking about capital, I realized that the greatest capital is yourself and your mind. That, we, that unless you fix your mind, even attracting money is hard. You have to fix your attitude. And this is what I mean. If, if my attitude towards finances has not changed, and they come, I'll not steward them well. So as an entrepreneur, you need capital. Mm. Fix your blueprint about finances. That's so true. Uh, this week I heard someone saying, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. Yeah. You will not go anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Attitude is key. Yeah. Something small about joining entrepreneurship. And this is where we really need to get it right. Just because you can go to a restaurant and tell that this is good food doesn't mean you can cook it. Yes. And therefore, it doesn't mean you can run a restaurant. A restaurant. Yes. Okay? Now, there's eating. Come again. There's eating. And there's making. And there's running a restaurant. Yes. That's because you're a good eater. But even there's cooking and running could be different things as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. So... You know, sometimes we have this thing that I know where good food is and I know how a restaurant runs. Baby, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Let's be clear. Yes. Eating and knowing where good food is and running a restaurant are two different things. And so there are two different skills that are needed. And so you need to have the skill of running a restaurant that is separate from the skill of eating matoke and meat. <laughs> Grace, can I, can I lean into that? Uh, sure. into that? So there is, uh, uh, and I know you love stories. Um, I started my career really, really young. Um, in the late 90s, uh, you can now work out you that I'm almost a fossil. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. so I, and, and I was employed by Gladys and John Cato. Uh, John loves the finer things in life. I think he's the only person who had an outfit that had all marks. So we looked like a NASA spaceship where we were working. Eh? You know. But I don't think John knows how to design. Okay? But he knows 
what design and color steps required in order to run a business in that, and he's pretty successful. John ran a radio station. I never had him for one time on air, but you know, he ran it pretty well. What, what am I saying? That sometimes talent begins to show up, especially when you're in your 20s, early 30s. Mm. Talent begins to show up, and then you think that now you can, uh, you can milk this thing and become the next billionaire. But then the, the, the being in business and the doing in business is what you're talking about. That you can be a graphic designer, but that doesn't mean that you can launch tomorrow. You need to get a few, uh, some flying hours under someone's wing. I remember even after I had finished doing uh, uh, my masters, I had to humble myself for a couple of months and work in an advertising agency and listen and learn, okay? And I remember vividly one of the things which has become like the cornerstone of what we're about is don't, you, you can pay people modest amounts, eh? but don't pay people late. Mm. Yeah, don't pay people late. Because I know what that made me feel. Mm. Okay? Yes. So, so those are some of the things that running the business and doing the business are two different things. And we need to separate those two. And like you're, if we're talking to people who are trying to get into entrepreneurship, it's to get them to, yes, um, work on their skill, but now they need to really learn uh, the, the, the art of, being, of doing business. There's a guy I follow who talks about the, the business of design and the design, uh, and the, the the design business. business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you, back to you. Right now we are talking to people probably in, within the demographic of I have finished campus, I have looked for a job, and I've decided that I start a, a thing. And like Grace said, we are not saying it's going to be easy, but we are not also saying that it's going to be very hard so that you don't start. You understand? Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago when Kamara talked about that sometimes you sit down when you want to start a business and you sit down and write down all these hard things eh? and <laughs> you get overwhelmed and you're like, ah, let me look for a job. The responsibility becomes too big. No, start. Start. Have the commitment. Like Grace said, have the commitment. When you think about marriage and what it brings, and what the world says. Sometimes you're like, I'm not going to get married. But marriage is a good thing. It's a good thing. When you find a hot babe, a hot guy, or even if they are not hot, you start. They have to be hot at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they could be hotter, like mine. He's just not hot. But <laughs> they could be hotter. But here's the thing. You start. Things will be hard in the world sense of the world, but I always draw back to the, our identity in who we are in Christ. Get wisdom from the Bible. Wisdom is the principal thing. When you start as a Christian, you're not starting on your own. Yeah, somebody once told me that, that it's very difficult for example, when people get married, marriage is a God thing. So when we ask people who are not even Christians to do things in marriage, which are, you know, you're asking something, it's like asking a cat 
to do something else. That's not their identity. They are subscribing to something that's not theirs. The, the art or the business of starting and growing things is for the children of God. It's a, make no mistake, entrepreneurship and business are propagation methods for the wow. kingdom of God. Wow. And you have the DNA for that. So when you start and, and things get bad, refer back to the person who wired you. And don't get out of the Bible. Don't get out of the Bible. Refer back to the... And things will get hard. But don't give up. Things will get hard. There will be times when you're like, ah, let me go back to employment. Things are tight. Or let me go look for a job. No. Refer back to the Bible. And then Chris, you ask something like, if I, I have given myself time, like, and, and it's Grace who alluded to this, that give yourself a timeline. 31st December. Please ask God. Mm. <laughs> ask God. <laughs> when should you know? You don't give yourself a timeline depending on your need. I want to build a house. This salary is not making it. I cannot continue with this salary. The one I'm saying, my salary, this one, I may never build a house. So let me go into entrepreneurship. No, ask God. Like I already said, God has other ways of providing for you besides your business. So ask God. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, thank you very much, uh, panelists. And as we close, I like what you said. Ask God. One of the ways to ask God, okay, is because you pray and, yes. and hear from Him through your thoughts and mind, but also through people. Uh, God gives us people to talk with. And I, I like the conversation we've had because one of the things we are saying that is entrepreneurship is learned. You can learn it. And one of the ways to learn it is being under people, going into groups where you learn, ask for advice. And God speaks to you through people. Yes. So get yourself, if you are out there and you're an entrepreneur and you want to start a journey, of it, and we're going to be talking a lot more of this in the coming weeks, find a space, find people you're going to learn from. First of all, learn from where you are. If you're in a business, you're working for someone, be diligent, steward your job well. Apostle Moses likes to say that, consider your job as your first business. Yes. So where you are, steward your job well, steward your business well. And then talk to people, go into growth environments. At, Harvest, at Worship Harvest, we have Harvest Institute and we have School of Practical Business. You can register for that through, of course, School of Leadership is the first year you will take. Then you join School of Practical Business. That's a good space to be. And many other learning spaces here at Business Garage, Harvest Business Forum, and many other places. So get yourself into learning spaces because the desire is not enough. The gift is not enough. You need to have practical skills. So, thank you guys uh, for joining us this morning. I'd like to make a fast. Uh, I'd like to make a fast a call again. Transform. Register for Transform. It's this Saturday. The link is online. Go ahead and register and invite your friends. Transform as well. So, as we close, the things we are learning here is God's wisdom. It's wisdom from God, and God has called us to do business. Indeed. So, I want the first call for you to get into this relationship with Christ is to give your life to Christ, really, so that you can get empowered to do the things we are talking about. So I want to give an opportunity for someone out there, if you've not given your life to Christ, uh, this is an opportunity and we have to take it right now. So if you're out there and you haven't given your life to Christ, I want you to uh, kneel down or close your eyes or raise your hand and say this prayer with me. Say this prayer with me. Uh, Lord God, thank you for this opportunity this morning uh, to share your word, first of all. But most of all, thank you that I can surrender my life to you. And I want to take this opportunity and declare now that I give my life to you and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Take my life 
and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you've just said that prayer, uh, there's a number on the screen. 0775-642-449. 0775-642-449. Call that number. There's someone at the end of that line and they will guide you to your next step uh, after the prayer that you've just said. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us this morning. Stay tuned in uh, later today at, at, at 9 a.m. Uh, we have uh, online garage and also at 11 a.m. we'll have the same garage. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.